0: to another edition of the Registers of Scotland podcast. I'm Lucy Swan. Have you ever bought or sold a house, inquired about your property's boundaries, or read a news article about house price trends? Then you'll have come into contact with Registers of Scotland. We compile and maintain 20 public registers such as Scotland's Land Register, and we are the experts in land and property information. Today's broadcast is all about sustainability. With developments like the recent climate emergency, Organisations have more of a responsibility than ever to pay attention to their environmental impact. In this podcast, I'm joined by Emma Roy, Sustainability and Climate Change Manager here at Registers of Scotland, and Victoria Barbe, the Environmental Performance Manager at Scottish Parliament. Emma and Victoria, welcome to the podcast. Emma, could you please give us an overview of climate change and the role of
1: businesses and their responsibilities? So, climate change is the long-term shift in average weather patterns and this is due to an increase in greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere. Over the last century, the planet has warmed by an average of one degree Celsius. This is due to the burning of fossil fuels from human activities and the release of harmful greenhouse gases includes such things as carbon dioxide and methane. From this, we're seeing more extreme weather events such as those down south and also in Scotland, with a very warm summer that we had recently, eh, flooding and heat waves. There's also wider impacts of climate change, and these include rising sea levels, declining glaciers, slowing of crop productivity, and more extreme weather events, such as those in America, like forest fires. The extreme p- weather patterns are going to continue if we don't make substantial changes now. And in 2015, 195 UN members signed the Paris Agreement, This committed to keeping global temperature rise to well below 2 degrees Celsius. And this would hopefully work towards mitigating more extreme weather events. The Paris Agreement also aims to increase the ability for parties to adapt to the effects of climate change. But climate change requires immediate and ambitious action now to prevent the worst effects of our world. Every single person on this planet has the responsibility to reduce their own environmental footprint and as a public sector body with over 1,300 staff housed across Edinburgh and Glasgow, Registers of Scotland is committed to reducing our impact across all operations on such things like our energy and water usage and of course encouraging sustainable travel. It would
0: be great if you could both tell us a bit more about your roles here at Registers of
2: Scotland and the Scottish Parliament. Yes, so my name is Victoria Barbie, and I'm the Environment Performance Manager at the Scottish Parliament. My role is to take all of the challenges that the um, Scottish Parliament have set before Scotland and make sure that in the, the Scottish Parliament building, we're taking on those challenges and reducing our impacts as much as possible. And what about you, Emma?
1: Yeah, so mine's is actually quite similar to Victoria um, in that I'm the Sustainability and Climate Change Manager. And our sort of my main role is to support the company to meet our contribution to the Scottish climate change targets. Um, I'm responsible for all environmental, sustainable development and climate change matters, which is no mean feat. And I think that we'd both agree that it's more important than ever now with Scotland declaring the climate emergency and also passing the most stringent climate change targets in the world that people like ourselves are the ones that have the knowledge that can guide the organisation towards supporting the company to meet its goals. And we, we do feel very lucky that we're in these roles. I think that Victoria would agree that every day in our roles is quite different um, we can be dealing with environmental inquiries from staff members, uh, meeting with colleagues to embed sustainability issues, um, advising senior managers. Working with the state, is quite a prevalent kind of thing. Would you agree, Victoria? Yeah, definitely. Um,
2: I manage the waste contract and also the energy contracts uh, across the Parliament building. Uh, We also have 11 beehives, so have to make sure that the the bees are happy, which is quite a random thing that I never thought I would be doing in my career. But it's it's all good fun and it's all part of the the bigger picture of looking at how we can make sure that our organisations are both as sustainable as they can be.
1: Do you, do you enjoy your job Emma is it is it something you've always wanted to do Yeah I think it's quite a varied job it really helps you to engage with staff members there's a lot of focus on changing behaviour here at the moment so it means that you can you know run excellent events we've got just finished running our Go Greener month which was really exciting lots of different themes yeah every day is completely different um, and you can be working like you said on waste on energy on water everything's really relevant at the moment and everything totally encompasses our carbon footprint and I think it's such an important area now and yeah it's a very exciting role and have you found all the David Attenborough Staff has helped with staff engagement or is
2: it something that's a bit of a detraction from the main issues you're working on?
1: Yeah, I think David Attenborough is an excellent vo- uh, media personality um, to get the message out there. And I think we all really enjoy the focus on the environment and his animals. It's always good fun to watch. Um, yeah, he's a very much uh, focal point. And I think that especially in the last few years, it's really been important, the messages that he's getting out. Of course, we've got Greta, who's been championing the message now. Um, But, yeah, I'll never go away. It's always something to work towards.
2: Yeah, it's good that you mentioned about Greta. um, At the Scottish Parliament, we've had climate protesters every Friday outside the building for um, nearly a year now. And that really does focus the mind um, for all of the people that are coming into the building can see these protesters so we absolutely need to demonstrate that we are doing everything we can to reduce our emissions in that building. What
0: are some of the most notable changes that you have made to date to reduce impact on the environment?
1: Yeah so across the last year we've made some big changes which have supported us to reduce our footprint. Um, There's been quite a lot of smaller projects but have also added considerably to reducing our emissions Such projects include um, removing single-use coffee cups, switching back to reusable cutlery. We also installed four electric charge points and also at the same time, switched our pool car fleet to low emission. I suppose some of the larger projects for us were actually to introduce a new recycling system. We were dealing with a lot of contamination issues and this was also supporting the increase in our recycling rates. So one of the largest projects we implemented in the last year was the installation of aerated boilers in our Meadowbank House office and we've seen a fantastic 25% saving in our gas usage due to this.
0: And what about Scottish Parliament Victoria?
1: So, at the Scottish
2: Parliament, we've managed to reduce our carbon footprint by 50% based on 2005 6 levels. And a lot of work to do that has been kind of behind the scenes, doing a lot to reduce our energy consumption, make sure that the temperature across the Parliament building is set, and also look at changing all of our lighting to LED lights, which are much more efficient. Some other things that we've done are looking at reducing our waste production across the site, and we've Um, as of Monday going to introduce a 25p charge on um, coffee cups so that'll hopefully encourage people to bring their own coffee cups and stop using the
1: disposable ones.
2: Emma do you have any advice for Victoria on how you've encouraged
0: staff to use the electric pool cars?
1: Yeah, so um, during our Go Greener campaigns, actually, we ran electric vehicle demos, which allowed staff to have a shot of the cars, and we talked them through exactly how to to run the vehicles, um, how they work most effectively, and then also about using you know the, the behaviour change around electric cars um, we invited Home Energy Scotland in to talk about the cars on a wider scale and then the fun part was of course trying the cars which meant that people you know were able to wh- not whiz around the, the twenty an hour car park but have a short jaunt on the car um, and it really opened people's eyes to exactly what the electric cars were like to drive and I think it removed a fear that people maybe had about it Yeah, because they're quite good fun to drive, aren't they? Very, very nippy cars. I really enjoy driving them. But then I think it's also that thing, you know, if you're going to a meeting or whatever you're using the pool cars for, you can be aware of the fact that you're not emitting any emissions with that particular journey. Um, and then you can come back, plug it in, and know that, you know, you're using the electricity for it rather than diesel, which is what we had before. And is um, business travel a big part of your carbon footprint here? It is actually. So, um, of course, Scope 3 under the um, carbon footprint is quite a large area for us and that includes things like air, rail, um, pool car, hire cars and taxi usage. Um, And it's something that we're really going to target across the next few years. We don't have a particular target for it as yet, but when we write the new carbon plan, that's when we'll start to really engage with it a lot more um, but I think that with ourselves sustainable travel is a thing that people are becoming more aware of um, do you find that for people at the parliament?
2: Yeah it's interesting because we, we do get a lot of um, questions from staff asking what they can do to help and the, the travel part, the business travel part is definitely one option where they can really help make a difference and make, make some changes to, to help us reduce our carbon footprint What are some of the other big areas of your
1: carbon footprint that you're looking at trying to reduce? I think for us, and probably with a lot of people, it's the energy usage across buildings. So your um, electricity and your gas usage. kind of tackled the gas with the aerated boilers but we need the building to be a lot more efficient and r- to really understand that we're looking at a building management system at the moment and I know you guys have one at the parliament um, so we've kind of been talking to a lot of other public sector bodies to really understand it a bit more. Um, with the wing refurbishments that we're doing we're looking at LED lighting so you, you mentioned that that was something that the parliament was doing And then I think also about changing behaviour around actual electricity usage, you know, not having that particular light on if you really don't need it. Um, But I suppose it's all under the challenge as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really interesting that we got the lighting in
2: the chamber changed to LED lighting and it is so good and so effective that we now actually have to heat the chamber because previously the lights were so bad and inefficient that they provided some of the heating for the the chamber so LED lights can be a good thing but yes need to double check that it is going to work as a solution. So Victoria with all of that going on how do you prioritise what you work on first? Um, It's quite hard because a lot of the things that we've done so far have been the low-hanging fruit and we are now stuck with some really big challenges. So we still prioritise based on what the the biggest emissions are and look at trying to reduce them as much as possible. I think Emma earlier mentioned looking at business travel emissions and that's something that we're working really hard to try and reduce at the moment.
1: Um, Yeah, for ourselves... Realistically, looking at the areas where we can see quick wins, which would contribute to good carbon savings, um, the larger projects for us will take a longer-term approach. Um, there's quite a lot of work that we're work- that we're doing at the moment to look at our energy usage, which is our highest contributor to our carbon footprint. Um, but, of course, these projects will take a much longer feed-in time. I think it's quite important to help prioritise the key projects and add associated timeframes so we can be realistic We've been working towards the initial 2020 climate change target and of course we're rapidly moving into that now. So for us it's about prioritising what we can do now before moving on to our longer term goal. Have you encountered any difficulties in implementing or rolling out
0: different projects or do you have any advice for other businesses?
1: I think that you always come across some issues when you're doing environmental projects. Uh, People are very passionate about this type of area and I think the media presence has been excellent. For ourselves at Registers, it's quite important to have a good level of communication with key projects and it's also excellent that we have uh, an environmental working group. This group includes 12 members of staff which are based across lots of different levels and departments in the business. To mitigate any issues with new projects, it's good to have good communication channels. Um, For the environmental working group, I like to gauge their opinion on new projects and also see where there could be potential issues. Um, and this helps for us to ensure that projects can be min- can be rolled out with minimal or no issues.
2: Um, as Emma said, there's always challenges with implementing anything, and it's that behaviour change piece that is a real challenge. Um, it is so easy to forget to bring your reusable coffee cup or to drive your car to work, um, but really we all need to start being a bit more challenging of our own behaviour and looking at ways that we can reduce our impacts. One thing that I find a real benefit is um, we have something that's called the Environment Managers Forum which is where all environment managers from across different public sector bodies come together to share best practice and share ideas and, and
1: I, I find that of real benefit. How, how about you Emma, do you like that forum? For, for myself, I think because there's always one person who works under the environmental remit, it's great to meet other managers across public sector organisations. Um, it's excellent to bounce ideas off one another, to nick some ideas, um, and then also just to collaborate in some particular areas. So. I actually went to Scottish Parliament and um, visited Victoria's bees and um, we had a great site visit. Um, We've also managed to run a litter pick with Historic Environment Scotland in Arthur's Seat. So yeah, it's excellent to meet up with other people, other like-minded people who do the same, if not a similar job to yourself. Yeah,
2: and I guess uh, this is a huge challenge for us all to become net zero by 2045 and it's really important that we're going to have to collaborate and look at other ideas to to make sure that we can can achieve this target.
1: Yeah I think that um, it's such a massive challenge and if we can work together uh, and see what other companies are doing um, it means that we can really focus as a group and work towards the target. What are the future plans at the Scottish Parliament? I guess our main plan is to try and
2: look at how we can meet this net zero target. So um, I don't know if you know, but all public sector bodies have now got to reach net zero by 2045 or before that. Um, There's still a lot of work going on to try and understand what that actually looks like and what that really means. But it could mean um, some real challenges that we've got to take on, particularly around business travel and waste production and waste management. And Emma, what about ROS?
1: Yeah, I agree with Victoria. I think the next challenge for us is to meet the new carbon targets which are set by the Scottish Government. Um, Just to give you more an idea about what net zero means, this is where almost all man-made CO2 and other greenhouse gas emissions are reduced 100% to zero. Any unavoidable emissions are offset by tree planting or carbon capture and storage. And I think... With the new targets being the most ambitious in the world, it'll, of course, be a challenge for any business across Scotland and one which we'll aim to work work towards at Registers of Scotland. There'll be a lot of key projects that'll be coming up over the next few years, but 2045 is not that long away now, so it'll be a big challenge for us. Thanks to you both for joining me today to talk about
0: sustainability. Thank you for listening to Registers of Scotland's podcast. Make sure to rate us or leave a comment if you've enjoyed our podcast today and remember to check in with our social media channels for regular updates. We'll be back soon with our next instalment. Thanks for listening.